Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This broadcast has been produced by Braindead Incorporated. Scripted by Braindead Incorporated. Edited by Braindead Incorporated. We welcome you. Stick around. Welcome to another episode of Brain Dead. I'm Sarah. I'm Joe. And we're just getting started for the day. And just so we're all clear, I just accidentally shut my computer off and had to turn it back on. That was fun. <laughs> the flow's not ruined at all. <laughs> not even slightly. <laughs> I 3D printed a pan flute today. Pan pipe? Pan flute? What's it called? Pan flute. Pan flute. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm no Pied Piper. Why not? Because I suck at pan flute. Can you <laughs> hand me the pan flute? We'll let them all hear me play. I want to go first. Okay. <laughs> Just to set you up for success. That's it. My turn. I faded out for you. That was all natural. It's supposed to be the highest. When I think it, it's it supposed goes. to have a way for the air to exit. And it's it doesn't. Be, right? Well, it's someone else's design. Maybe I should. I don't know. I'm going to drill into it. Yeah. Can't hurt. It's like I think there's no way, no way for it to make a good sound if there's nowhere for the air to exit. It's just like scooping right back out. Well, that's what you do with a coke bottle, right? Do you hear the notes on it though? Yeah, it's but like it's a different shape a than a coke bottle. Listen. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You know what that makes me think of? What? Mulan. Mm-hmm. Scarier than the Undertaker, we are meeting our matchmaker. So, I think where the letters are for the notes is mm-hmm. supposed to be completely hollow. I'll go look at the file in a little bit. I don't know. But a Coke bottle, the shape of it, I'm sure affects how it sounds. You think it contributes to the tone? Yeah, I do. Well, I mean, you just blow across the top. Maybe by tomorrow I'll have it figured out and then I'll be the most famous panpiper in Carroll County. <laughs> Hot cross buns, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't know you were such a master. Such I played the flute in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> I played trombone, so that's not comparable. <laughs> <laughs> and that does nothing to affect my ability to play pan flute. <laughs> <laughs> so I was listening to Greta Van Fleet on the way home from work today. That's a good choice. At about 80% volume in my truck. And Another I was. Good choice. Very much jamming. Uh, it sounds amazing. I, I forget because it's all mixed in there with the playlist that you've made me. Mm-hmm. And then it came on and I was like, <laughs> I was throwing down, man. I was watching you and it frightened me anyway. <laughs> I'm looking directly at you. I saw you like get ready to make the loud noise and I still was like, what? <laughs> Everyone stop what you're doing and go to our TikTok because I just posted a video of me getting scared to death. I fell to the floor. She died. I saved her. <laughs> you scared me. I have a large body and little legs. Okay. <laughs> Nobody's ever told me before. Well, but then I saw a video of myself from behind. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Like that, just so you know. <laughs> we have the same length legs, yeah. and I'm five three, and I'm six one. <laughs> I'm aware. <laughs> we were wear belts. Do you at the same remember spot. that um like photo meme that went around like a long time ago? And it was just like, 
how people how um like if you sag this is what your body is shaped like yeah. <laughs> if you sag your pants yeah. <laughs> not if your body sag i knew what you meant i needed to tell the people at home we're all gonna sag eventually <laughs> not if, if you, we're lucky i was gonna say not if you don't i said if we're lucky um but anyway it was like a diagram of a human and then it showed their skeleton skeleton <laughs> and it was like head spine all the way down and then their hips were like at knee level of a normal human being because that's where their pants were <laughs> and like, i just found it very funny like the ones that shows the anatomy of yes, aladdin yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly i love those man i was i was on tiktok today and i saw a video of it's these guys i can't remember what it is they all do just extreme stuff and they're in like a, a gym where they jump on all kinds of foam it's like parkour oh i've seen those guys and he just like them, dives yeah yeah and one of them was in a flying squirrel suit mm-hmm. and he goes i'm a squirrel and then i he, saw it and he's he just like <laughs> just like I sent belly jumped. To you? i don't think so i just saw it organically I'm like, you don't watch all the videos i send you i do i watched them last night you don't send me many anymore <laughs> i know but the ones you send tend to be pretty good yeah that's okay i don't quality care. over quantity is my my go-to i send you a lot of quality <laughs> I like mine. My for you page has become very intimate with my my needs, well, my interests. Well, my interest, except for the are, the lives that it shows in randomly. I don't usually get lives. I didn't for Actually, a while, but they've you know come the, back in the last few days. You know the only lives that I get, and I thoroughly enjoy them. What? It's this one dude. It's the same dude every time, and he's playing those scratch off lottery tickets <laughs> that are in the sh- in like the crossword puzzle thing. I've never. Seen that one. It's literally all I get, and it's my favorite thing. I'll literally watch them. I will click on the man's live and just watch them. I come across 50-year-old men with gray hair and a beard that are wearing makeup and claim to be trans. Oh. So, you know, uh, confused individuals. Um, I come across those. Uh, that in political posts, where it's like, I don't give me those. all the likes if you like Trump. And then it's like, you go to the other one, give me all the likes if you like Biden. And I always hit not interested. Yeah. And then sometimes it's screaming feminists. It's like, men ought to be ashamed. And I'm like, no, I, I just want to go home and potty in my own toilet. But Can I'm you just here. not yell at me? <laughs> yeah. I'm not familiar with those. They. I what are you? How are you? What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> the rest of my For You page reflects my interest. It's like preaching and music and books i've been getting a lot on books lately i found i got a few on anime Hmm. and like people giving lessons on how to draw oh and there's this one guy that looks like stanley tucci do you know the actor stanley tucci yeah here's this one guy that looks like stanley tucci and he is my absolute favorite person to come across Hmm. what he does is every day he does a small painting of one of his followers and he mails it to them that's oh i've seen that oh he's so good and he transformed his whole basement into a hobbit cave like oh uh, yeah i've seen him i've seen him He's such and a he nice does, guy. He has the he like, did a drawing live. book that like yeah. unfolds. Yeah. And he had the long pictures in it. Mm-hmm. I wish I, I wish I knew his name. I'd tell everybody. Yeah, I don't know it. But what I do know is our name, and that's BraindeadPC21 on TikTok. Yes. As well as our email is BraindeadPC21 at gmail.com. Feel free, ladies, gentlemen, and germs, to send us any ideas or things that you want to talk about. Or if you disagree with me, I'd love for you to email that you believe me right i love it so go ahead and email me whatever you want and sarah and i will check it and the luck of the draw is what you get for who checks it 
I feel like we both check it. Hear my cry, help me, please help me not to make a fool of me. I keep hearing the Mulan song in my head. <laughs> every time, every time I check it, like I would say every other week when I go to check it, I clear out all of the like TikTok stuff that we get because we get notifications when people are following post. I clear out absolute nothing. Yeah, I know, because I do it. <laughs> hey, I do a lot, though. <laughs> I know, that's why, but we, my job is the email and we, the TikTok. We have a Facebook page now. We do. Yes, we do. You search Brain Dead Podcast, you will find us. It's a picture of me. I'm a bald guy with a beard and a broken brain in his head. And Sarah is a very white girl with very <laughs> red hair. <laughs> <laughs> like if you think I'm you're at, looking at paper pink, next to okay it's light pink i drew it i know it is it's light pink <laughs> i based the color on clorox bleach and what it did to a white shirt it's definitely light pink oh my word no it is because i drew it and i just matched my skin tone and it was in the pinky red pinky red pinky pinky that's my little crooked fingers <laughs> so i had to replace my truck this last week because I was driving down the road. I have a car story as well. <laughs> <laughs> the car story you got grumpy and wouldn't finish for me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I get to hear it. <laughs> because so, you wouldn't stop talking. I'm so sorry. I apologize. Yeah, okay. I I mean it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sincere. <laughs> I believe you, but I have to laugh at the way you're saying it. Because <laughs> it's hilarious. So I was, uh, we went camping recently, took the camper to Stone Mountain. And before we left Carrollton, we stopped at a gas station to put air in one of my tires and the mm-hmm. truck went. And I went, oh no. And then all I had to do was turn off the truck and start it right back up. And all the sound went back to normal. I'm like, okay, we're going to try it. So we drive to Douglasville. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized I changed the oil the night prior, but I, I could not. Yes, you were there. I was and sitting on the Gavin truck. and I were laying on the dirt trying to pull that oil filter First off. And I could was not sitting get on top of it. I know, while it was jacked up. Yes. Refusing to tell me some news that I have <laughs> since been told that other people have heard and I have not. I'm sorry. I'm only wounded, but it's fine. Well, do you want a Band-Aid? You want some ice? Did you just ask me if I want a Band-Aid? <laughs> didn't mean to but if i did sure (laughs) so we're under there trying to crank this off and cannot get the oil filter off and so we left it which is fine it's a high mileage oil filter it had like six thousand miles on it but it's made for 12 to 15 so whatever but i didn't compensate for that with how much oil i put in the motor and uh so i had to stop in douglasville and drain some well then the truck ran great went camping made it home all was well pulling into the driveway to bring the camper home Oh no. Had to turn it off, turn it right back on. All is well. I pull it around the house and park it, pull it around the front, does it again with nothing on it. This is not good. So I call my wife. I'm like, hey, it's still doing it. I just got to work and it's still acting all crazy. She said, you really need to get something more reliable. So we discussed budget and I went to the dealership and said, hey, I want to trade this in, pay it off. As I'm going to the dealership, I'm sitting in the intersection in front of it. You know how annoying it's getting at this point? I'm sure you do because I keep making this noise with my mouth. But I do. <laughs> but it was terrifying for me. And so 
I turned it into the dealership, did not tell them it was doing it because they didn't ask, <laughs> and uh, got another truck because they paid that one off. So now we're in the free and clear. <laughs> so the new truck sounds really nice when I listen to music. Lovely. It's not like new, but it's new to me. So New to you is new. That's right. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to underwear from Goodwill. Anyways, so what's your car story? If you ever <laughs> go to Goodwill and there's underwear for sale, you leave that Goodwill and report it on Yelp.com. <laughs> I think you report it on Help. <laughs> oh, my word. So what's your car story? I was driving to work. I was 10 minutes from work. And... I hear a very atrocious noise that I will not make for you because I care about you. I kind of want to hear it because I haven't heard it yet. Isn't that a shame? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. It was like... And I was like... Wait, 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 wait. Just once more, please. I don't know if I I can I need just once more. Just just from memory. Give me that sound one more time. It was like... (laughs) And then my car went crooked. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was sitting straight up. Now I was slightly leaning to the right. <laughs> <laughs> to the right or to the left? To the right. Oh no. Yeah, I was like, passenger side went out on you. Yeah, it's an industrial area, so I knew I had hit something, and I knew it had been like some steel piping, or like some cement, like a cement block or something. Yeah. And um. I basically had accepted my fate that at the very least my tire was flat. Well, I'm dead. That's it. I'm dead. (laughs) So I drive at a slight right angle (laughs) through the intersection and turn right into the nearest gas station, which is Fulton Industrial Adjacent, which if you don't know, is like one of the top, I'm going to steal you locations in the world. And I was very uh, scared. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm sitting first Getting of all i get vibes. i get gas first <laughs> i pull in to get gas that makes no sense but continue and i start pumping my gas and i like put my card in take it out put everything in my car and then i walk my little legs around and it's flat but it's not just flat it's completely blown out with a tiny little bend in the metal bit in the middle the wheel I guess. Okay. So your rim is bent. Your tire's blown. What do you mean is blown out? Like the side is shot out? Like- Do you have photos? No, but I- Really? I drew you one. I know, but- I was a little bit overwhelmed to take a photo. I'm just going to be honest. You know what I did? Called your dad. I walked back around and I called my daddy. (laughs) Daddikin. And I was like- I've broken my automobile. (laughs) No, I said, hey. And he was like, Hello. And I was like, <laughs> so Frank, hello. I was like, um, I ran over something and my tire is broken. <laughs> my tire is broken. And he was like, well, where are you? And I told him and he was like, okay, I'll be there in a minute. So At I was like, gas I was like, okay. <laughs> and he works about 25 to 30 minutes from me, depending on traffic. Yeah. And so after I get off the phone with him, I text my <laughs> My office manager and I was like, hey, just so you know, going to be maybe 30 minutes late because my tire's broken. And my she was tire's like, tire's broken. She was like, I told her that it had, I told her the correct thing. <laughs> and she was like, first of all, oh no. Second of all, um, the girl that I work with was sick 
and had called out that day. So there was going to be nobody there to work with. So she had to work with Dr. Yes. Shim. Yes. Well, let's not put him out there like that. So she had to work with <clears throat> her husband? Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. I'll be there as soon as my can. I can. My dad's coming to get me. <laughs> I'll be there as soon as my can. <laughs> I'll be there as soon as I can. My dad's coming to get me. I'm so sorry. And she was like, it's okay. Like, where are you? Like, are you okay? Like, da, da, da. And I told her where They're I such was. such sweet people. I know. And I told her where I was and she was like, okay. Just keep me updated. Make sure you're okay. And I was like, okay. And so um, after I get my gas, I pull around like, because, you know. Drove it. Yeah, I did. Because what am I going to do? Sit in the gas pump? Yes. No. You sit there so you don't cause more damage to the vehicle. There's nothing more that could have been done. I disagree. I don't. If you had driven like that and it maybe, I don't, I don't know, if you have aluminum wheels, they actually can shatter. After after an impact like that, guess and what, it had Joe? Broken, you would have fallen down on the front end of the car. Guess what? Maybe you broken your guess, rotor. Guess what? What? It's already done. I was just giving you possibilities. I don't care. <gasps> I'm wounded. Anyway, I drive it at a slight right angle, all the way around to the parking spot, which is not that far. But <laughs> I get there, I park, I lock my doors because I am adjacent to the. Number one, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal you place in the world. Memphis is that place. No, it's not. Honduras is actually that place. I mean, in America. Memphis. No. Memphis is worse than Atlanta and those statistics. No, that sh- specific road. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna tell me like I don't know, like I'm not afraid of getting stolen every day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Joe. What if I told you that I'm not afraid of being stolen? Ever? I believe you a hundred percent and not ask any questions. They'd kidnap me and. Look, guys, I'm just going to level with you. As the guy that edits all of our podcasts, you don't get to hear all of this. But uh, the amount of times I've farted and had to edit it out <laughs> is mind-blowing. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> they would let me out of the van so fast. They would untie me. So they would never get you in the first place. Let's be honest. <laughs> me just me going... Oh, what's the word? Berserk on them? Yeah. Ex- okay. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> anyway, I would be gone. Just say it real In a moment. Let me go. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sitting there, doors locked, head down, watching my dad arrive to my location on Life 360. Like, I'm refreshing. Are refreshing. you in the car waiting on him? Yes. So sitting slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you not pull the jack out of your trunk and at least level the car? Joseph. <sighs> Look at me. I was already looking at you. Look at me better. Remember who I am Hold and on. then retract. Understood. Okay. So I'm waiting slightly askew for my daddy to come and save me <laughs> <laughs> as I watch him on Life 360. And he gets there and we swap cars and I go to work. <laughs> That's a good dad. Yeah. And on the way home, I realized that I left my Bible bag in the car and it's a Wednesday and I'm a teacher this quarter. I have nothing. And I was like, that's awesome. Do you know where the car went? Yeah, it's a Tire Express. So, uh, no, I mean, like, at that point, did you know where the car was? Yeah, but it was after hours and they put it in the shop. So, oh, no one like, would... ins- I got you. Yeah. Indoors. So, I call my dad and I was like, hey, can y'all bring me the spare key so I can get my stuff out of the car? And he was like, I would love to do that, but it's in the shop and it's closed. And I was like, okay. And then I hung up the phone and I cried. <laughs> <laughs> what age group are you teaching? Um, fifth and fourth and fifth grade. Oh, okay. Old enough that you really should have stuff. Yeah. 
So I wasn't crying because I couldn't get my stuff. I was crying because I'd had enough. <laughs> it had been enough that day. Stressful day. Yeah. And I don't have any keys to get into my house. So I have to go to Subway, which is where my family is. I don't, oh. I don't like Subway, but my family was eating at Subway and I couldn't go home because I didn't have a key. And so I get to Subway. I put the air at 100% and I put my eyeballs in it so the redness goes away and no one knows that I had a breakdown. And then I go in and my mom goes, are you going to cry? And I cried again because don't ask me if I'm going to cry because yes, I am going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go to the car and she's like, what is wrong? And I was like, nothing. I'm fine. I just have had a day. And she was like, well, your car's not going to be broken forever. They can fix it. And I was like, I understand that. It's not the point. I'm What's having a, a moment. <laughs> Today was a big day for me, Mom. <laughs> I've had a hard day, okay? <laughs> I'm having a tough time. Mom. I'm having a difficult time, okay? <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> then, there's more. I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Then, he the next day, my mom's like, hey, I see your car. It's like not in on the little crazy uppy thing stand whatever and it's back Lift. in the parking lot and i was like oh, okay so i call my dad and i'm like hey or i text him because we're both at work i was like hey is my car fixed and he was like no not even a little bit we have to take it somewhere else because your tire rods are worn and i was like okay tie rods tire tie whatever rods. you know what yeah i don't care so i text my dad and i'm like hey what's going on with the car and he, he tells me and i was like that's devastating. And so I was like, can I drive it short distances? Because my best friend got married this weekend, this past weekend. And I didn't want to drive the truck because I can't see out of it. Shout out to those people because I'm not going to say your name and put you on blast. <laughs> but I was like, can I drive it short distances? And he was like, no. And so I sent him a gif of a baby throwing himself on a bed crying. And he gut laughed at me through text message. And I was like, it's not funny. <laughs> Anyway, it was a it was a rough weekend. My dad once had a girl that was working. I think she was a temp. Come to the office, and uh, she said, "Mr. Jeff, can you come outside and look at my tire?" He's like, "Why?" She's like, "I think it's broken." And he said, "Did you drive to work like this?" She had a flat tire. She said, "Yeah." He said, "But your tire is flat." She said, "It's only flat on one side." <laughs> I would like to tell you it's a joke. I know it's not, but I think you should at least give me the benefit that I knew that I couldn't drive it. That's you did drive it. You drove it up into the parking lot to the gas pump, and then not only did you fill it with gas, <laughs> which was just a neurotic waste of money because you didn't know what else to do. But if I it was the only maintenance you convinced yourself you were capable of in that moment, <laughs> then you started it and pulled into a spot. First of all, my dad had to drive it home, and there was no gas in it. I had to get gas anyway. I was on the way into that gas station when my tire broke. Oh, how did he drive it home? Did he just put it on the spare? Yeah. Now, was your tie rod broken or just worn out? Just worn. He said I was going to have to probably replace it soon anyway. Okay, so you didn't break it. No. So I'm going, I know it's not going to stick with you, but I'm going to tell you what a tie rod is. I don't care. I, I know. I don't want you to tell me. I'm going to I don't want you. any more knowledge. A I want to be stupid forever. <laughs> Welcome to Brain Dead! <laughs> Welcome to Moe's! <laughs> I went into Moe's the other day. I'm actually going to define a tie I rod. I really don't want to know. Why? Because I don't care. 
I'm not telling Sarah, but I'm telling all of you. It's what gets adjusted so that you can make sure your tires are facing the same direction and not towed in like a pigeon-toed toddler. That's how I stand. It is what it is. It's scooby-dooby like that, though. <laughs> oh, my word. Anyhow. I'm going to speed run my music. Yeah, do that. That's the plan from now on. Speed run it. We get too involved with the music. Because you can just ask me about it later. I'll be here when the recording ends, so. <laughs> All right. Well, what would you listen to this week? Well, let me open up my phone. You should have been ready by now. Okay, but I was looking what at record frames. What is happening to you? Because I. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I'm bald. You're bald. <gasps> I have alopecia <laughs> and you are rude. <laughs> You're a mean little man. <laughs> I would like us to bask in the glory of us making the same joke at the same time. So about that music. Okay. I listen to OK Go. John Denver, The Beatles, Hot Show Ray, James Taylor, and Sean Mendez. Don't make fun of me for Sean Mendez. I'm not making fun of you. I didn't say a word. I want to make fun of me. What for albums Sean were they? Because um, it's not just album by name, is it? No. I listened to um Hungry Ghost. That's Which, OK Go. That's okay. the name of theirs. Um Hot Shell Ray, I listened to Whatever. That album's from like 2012, isn't it? Yeah. The Beatles, I listened to um, the White Album. You know the one I'm talking about? Um, James Taylor, I listened to Gorilla. Mm, good album. Mm -hmm. I have that album, I think. Do you No, really? I have the best of James Taylor. I don't oh, have the okay. Gorilla album. Okay. Because it was like $45 at the record store I went to. Mm-hmm. The only record that I've ever spent that much money on is when I bought the complete collection of um, George Harrison because he's my favorite Beatle. I spent, I think, $15 on the uh, <laughs> the album. This the most? No. Oh, oh that's what I was saying. It's just one that saying. I like. No, oh. no. I spent $15 on an album that was the soundtrack from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I have that one. So good. Two discs and they're colored. I know. They're they, tied like, on red, red and yellow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, John, ben blah, 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 blah. John Denver, I listen to Poems, Prayers, and Promises. Yeah. So good. So good. Anyway, that was my music. Under a minute. You're welcome. Heck yeah. We're working on it. We're going to tidy up how we do this. Still 30 <laughs> minutes in though. Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> it was 31 minutes last week before we got to your music. That's true. The year is 1957. Oh, here's the subject of the day. Okay, so one thing that we intended to do that we have gotten away from is telling each other the subject and letting them guess the details. Today, the subject is a man by the name of Crazy Joe Gallo. <laughs> that's all you get. I want you to take a swing and a miss because <laughs> that's what you're going to get with just a name. <laughs> His name is Crazy Joe Gallo. I can give you the year is 1957. That's all I'm giving you. Okay. Tell me what you... <laughs> he lives in a small town in Kentucky where he lives on an abandoned chicken farm that was his grandpa's, but he doesn't use it as a chicken farm. He kidnaps and eats people. Have you already read this? No. Was that right? Not even close. Oh, so. man. <laughs> you deceitful stinker. <laughs> he was making all of these crazy eyeballs at, at me acting like I had guessed correctly. 
the year is 1957. But wasn't that funny? Just cough about it. I try. (laughs) You stole that from somebody. Uh huh. Because I was tired of it, so it's mine now. (laughs) I stopped using it. I was just kidding. I'm going to use it twice a day. (laughs) I'm going to text you at work. Why don't you cough about it? I don't (laughs) cough at work. I'm going to text you. I'm afraid the old people are going to think I have COVID. Why don't you asthma about it? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The year is 1957. We're in New York City, where five crime families basically run the entire town. A man by the name of Albert Anastasia, he's a boss of one of the crime families in New York, gets whacked during a haircut. He goes into a barber shop, and while he's sitting there, a group of gentlemen, four of them, walk in, kill him, and dip out. Two other bosses set it up, uh, albeit secretly. When the cops showed up, they hauled off the body and left a mess for some poor other soul to clean up. Somewhere in Brooklyn, a man was joking, joking about being part of what he called the barbershop quartet. He never thought anybody would understand, but what he was doing was making light of calling himself a murderer. That guy whacked Albert Anastasia and went by the name of Crazy Joey Gallo. Mm, he did He did kill people. He, yeah. I was a bit right. Yeah, that, you were a bit right. He did not eat them. He said, and I quote, I could have worked my way up to head soda jerk at Wayland's drugstore, but what kind of life is that for a guy like me? What is a soda jerk? So in the 50s, um, being someone at the counter who actually grabbed the handles like, you know, uh, how they have at bars for, for distributing beer, that's how they used to distribute soda, through those handles behind the bar. The world was growing, and it seemed like everywhere all at once the world was experiencing growing pains. There were bomb drills for nuclear bombs at the time. There were civil rights movements. There was civic unrest, Soviet spies, and government conspiracies. Considering all of this, it isn't surprising that a few years would pass and give rise to the hippie, the champion of peace. Just throwing that out there. Thanks for for (laughs) thinking of me. But that was all large scale. The average guy had nothing to do with it all. The guy who just got off work and set off to get a drink at the bar. The everyday life had other influences, because as we all know, to affect real change, you have to start small. Sitting at poker tables and dive bars sat a very particular type of man. They ate pasta, drank fine wine, and had dressed up women to keep them company. They ran the bets, the booze, the numbers, you know, the uh, personal finances. And as long as you paid up, they would protect your business. They had their hands in everything including the unions, because unions were huge at the time. That means the ports and the docks, shipping services, construction, food, they had control. Nothing got in or out of New York without a high-ranking Italian knowing. They never got in trouble either, because they kept the streets clean of violence. But they didn't bat an eye at murdering in the comfort of indoors. Cops, lawyers, judges, they had them all paid off, in their pockets, if you will. From threats of violence to blackmail, they were going to be in charge. But not everyone was made for this life. Meet Joe and Larry Gallo, because they were. Not known as normal, but short-fused, they got things done. Joe was especially prone to outbursts of anger and violence, never once backed down from a bigger guy. Now, in the mob, there's something called a made man, and that means, in essence, you were untouchable. Essentially, there's 
So there's movies and documentaries about those that were made men who got killed anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but that takes approval from higher ups. Uh, assembling a crew to take out another family's boss could be the thing that makes someone a made man. And it probably would have done that for Joe uh, and his brother, except the other families got a little uneasy. See, he never checked with anybody. He just killed them. He'd upset the old guard, not just locals. He ticked off some leadership all the way back in Italy. Oh. Yeah. Most of these old bosses got their starts during Prohibition, working alongside the likes of Al Capone in the 20s and 30s. But now they sat comfy in their fancy cars and cushy lives. And when they gathered, nothing good came of it. They made things happen, though. So the assembly of these bosses was called the Commission. They were the governing body of the mafia worldwide. And when Mr. Anastasia was killed, the commission was called to assemble. The problem? It seems the police knew it was going down. 62 of the head honchos of the worldwide mafia were arrested that day. Now the guys at Thrive in Shadows were forced into the public eye. How do you think you'd handle that? I would go to sleep until it was done. What? I would sleep until the problem was gone. So you would just die? No, I just would sleep (laughs) for about a year or so. Now with them in public view, something had to be done, or at least it had to appear that something was being done. In comes Robert Kennedy. He saw a chance and declared war on the mafia. And a year into it, Congress called Joe Gallo in for questioning. He's the man of the hour. He strode into Kennedy's office, made a flirty pass at his secretary, looked at the floor and said, nice rug to play a craps game on. He turned his part of the investigation into a joke, refusing to answer questions. He was asked, and there's a video of this, Are you what's known as a thug or a hoodlum? Followed by, Are you also known as a racketeering gangster? Then he was asked, What labor organizations or unions are you now associated with? Each of those, he said, I respectfully decline to answer because I honestly believe my answer might tend to incriminate me. (laughs) The exact answer three times in a row. Then the guy in Congress, whoever he was, I don't know who he was, he said, okay, we may continue. Now that he was in the spotlight, he became something of a celebrity in the community in which he had made himself so known. Known for his short fuse, one moment collected the next, breaking a leg. One of his best friends was a dwarf named Armando. His job was to get this, take care of Joe Gallo's lion that he used to intimidate those that owed him money. I'm not joking. He had a lion. It was a lioness. It was a female lion. And he owned her for the sole purpose of intimidating people that owed him money. I would be intimidated. Me too. He got a lion in his home. And a dwarf taking care of it. You ever seen Tiger King? No. You showed it. It's funny. Is it? It's not supposed to be, but I laughed. (laughs) (laughs) So this guy was very celebrity-esque in his behavior. He was over the top and showy. One thing he did that upset the older mobsters was he filled his crew with non-Italians. That was a no-no at the time. See, unless you were full-blooded Italian, you couldn't even dream of becoming a made man. The only chance you had... You can't sit with us. That's what they said. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Go sit at the other people's table. This is where we have spaghetti and meatballs. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That feels racially motivated. (laughs) 
Italians are just a different brand of white I people. Know, that's I can why say I'm what so I want. Okay <laughs> First of all, it's funny. I didn't know what else to say, but that's the vibe. That's not really what I meant, but that's the vibe. So his bringing them in wasn't just unconventional. It smelled of trouble, but they were good. From extortion to gambling, <laughs> protection rackets, and oddly enough, selling jukeboxes to their territory. Jukeboxes? Yeah. They were having parties? I, I don't know. They were selling other people jukeboxes. Well, you know they had one. <laughs> but Joe wasn't actually the head honcho in charge. See, he fell under the authority of another guy named Joe. Joe Profacci. He was the head of the Profacci crime family. He wasn't your average family. Joe. No. <laughs> <laughs> He was a good Catholic in public, but in private, he had no problem demanding the murder of a subordinate that disappointed him, and he was fairly easily disappointed. Okay. So he had the Gallo crew take out a guy named Frankie Schatz, who was actually a close friend to the Gallo crew, which is problematic. He had these guys take out their own friend, but he didn't pay them. Instead, they killed their own friend. He had them kill their own friend and then refused to pay them. Instead of paying them, he immediately told them to go kill Frankie's son, too. He said, you killed your friend. Now go kill his boy. Joey was livid. Joey Gallo, he broke the rules, all of them, even the number one rule. He went after his boss. He went after the boss of his own crime family. He was going to whack him. So Profaci, hearing what had been declared that he was going to die, ran to Florida. So the Gallo crew kidnapped all of Profaci's top guys for ransom. His tribute payments to Profaci were done. He was expanding his territory. Joe Profaci put a hit out on the whole Gallo crew and war would follow. See, Joey was insane. He had no problem taking people down, beating them in public. It it just wasn't something he had a problem with. That's clear. He didn't care about his optics and he hung out with celebrities on a regular basis. The crooners that, that everyone in the time knew, he was spending time with them. And they all knew him to be a decent guy, and they all knew not to tick him off. See, the war that would follow went went like this. Joey's crew was 40 strong, but they were insane. They hid in safe houses, and they met in private until one meeting. (laughs) Sorry. Bless you. (laughs) Thanks. Until one meeting went wrong. Joe's brother, Larry Gallo, met with three guys that they trusted. Just to find out they were double agents. See, these guys that had been double working for the Gallo agents. crew. That's right. These guys that had been working for the Gallo packed. crew. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. This is action packed. I couldn't control myself. They were that also so working stupid. for Joe Profaci. Is that the, that's the other Joe? That's, that's not the other your Joe. average that's, Joe? That's the boss. Oh, no. There's at least one more Joe in this story. They, these Italians need to get more creative. Um. Right, Joe? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And let me call my dad Joe. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So as Larry is sitting there meeting with these guys, a rope is pulled around his neck. Did he get dead? They were going to kill him. No. Surprisingly, because of where they were, a police officer saw it happening and broke it up, saving Larry Gallo's life. Hmm. Larry refused to rat the guys out. Nah, I'm snitching. Says a lot I'm about I'm a tattle. Him. That's right. I'm telling. <laughs> I'm a tell. You want to hear me tattle? I'm a tattle. I'm a snitch. <laughs> I'm going to snitch. I'm going to tattle. I'm going to tell. I'm going to inform. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a tell. 
Every time. I'm going to need some stitches because I'm a snitch. <laughs> <laughs> you surely were going to need some stitches because I would have got you. <laughs> Me? Uh, I don't know. Uh, yes. Larry was kind of a small guy and so were the guys that attacked him. You I know what's not small? The guns that they had. They didn't have guns. They were wrapping his neck with a rope. But guess who had guns? Not them right then. You could get in your car and just leave town. I understand. But if you snitched... I'm going to Oklahoma. I'm going to snitch, and then I'm going to go to Oklahoma. That's lame. They're not going to know where I am. What, what, there's cool stuff in Oklahoma. I know. What? I don't know. I'm what? assuming Name there's another thing. Sarah there. Probably. Well. Not me, though. You can move. I'm not going to Oklahoma. <laughs> you got me messed up if you think I'm going to Oklahoma. <laughs> so a few days later, a package shows up at the Gallo Run Bar. So it's a bar run by the Gallo Mom. Thanks for telling me Inside was a guy named Joe Jellies. <laughs> I'm sorry. There's another guy named Joe Jelly. First of all, my yawn got away from me and I couldn't keep it quiet and I just kind of yelled. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, Joe Jelly. Joe if my Jelly. name was Joe Jelly, I would move to Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you moved? Because your name's really Joe Jelly? <laughs> you leave me alone. I know I'm chubby. <laughs> That's not- you're saying these things about yourself because I did not mean that. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read the next line and you're going to feel, you're going to laugh. Okay. So inside the box that arrived was Joe Jelly's clothes and his ring finger. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Why would I laugh at that? Oh! Because <laughs> it's another Joe who oh got his finger word. cut off. <laughs> Hilarious. So what they eventually found out had happened is they had beat him, shot him, cut him up put him in a 50-gallon drum, and sank him in the ocean. That's a good move. So, no, it wasn't me, and he did not go to Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, also in the box was a bunch of dead fish. I forgot to write that down, but it, they were in the box. That's his disgusting. Clothes. So Joey wanted vengeance. He needed to expand his territory to get that vengeance. So he went into a cafe, and he told the owner to cough up half of their revenue. When the guy asked for more time, Joey said, sure. Had three months in the hospital on me. That was the time he was going to give him. But the cops heard because that was a tapped place because they knew it was a cafe run by the Gallo mob. And they got him on extortion charges. By the end of 1961, he was put away for 7 to 14 years and ended up serving 10. He was so worried about his own safety that he would only eat food prepared by people he trusted. See, Joe Profaci. Like his mom. Spaghetti. Bag full of mom's spaghetti. Knees weak. Palms are sweaty. I think Got we made this joke already. already. <laughs> did you hear me? I, I did. <laughs> See, Joe Profaci had people in that prison ready and willing and attempting to poison Joey Gallo. If I was like, if people were trying to kill me, I'd just let them. That seems like a very stressful life to live. That seems like a very inadequate way to spend your time is just allowing people to murder you. I know, but if you care that much. Let me ask I'm, you, I'm when, you're, when you're driving through Atlanta traffic, if someone tries to swerve into your lane, are you moving? It depends on how quickly I notice it. If you see I'll them, hit the brakes. But you're going to avoid death? Is that what you just told me? Yeah, but if no, I'm no, a no. bad yes person. Yes or no. If I'm a bad person and I feel as though I deserve it, I'm going out. No, Joey did not think he deserved it. He thought he was the best guy in the world. But if I'm Joey and I know I'm a bad person, I'm just going out. So while Joey was in prison. But that's a lot of work. You're already in jail and now you can't even eat. It's not even that good, I guarantee you. ate. I'm going to tell you where he got the food from. Fine. Fine. 
He passed his time by reading classic novels, history. Where did he get his food, Joe? Poetry and theology. He even took time to write his own poetry and was eventually diagnosed with schizophrenia. They were never sure it was an accurate diagnosis, but he just said the world had too many rules. So, where he got his food. After he got out of isolation, where he was having a single individual that he trusted in the prison bring him food, he paired up with the black gangs in the prison because they were all run by a single guy effectively as, as the mob boss for the black gangs in the prison. Um, the one he set in with was the Harlem drug gang. He got his haircut by a black barber in prison, which sounds like, okay, cool. He got a haircut, but apparently at the time that was a no, no. And he had an assassin sent after him because of it, because the Italians were no longer just mad because he had killed people. They liked, he was now betraying their color by letting a black guy cut his hair. Oh. Remember, this is the 50s and 60s. People are a little... Horrible? Yeah. People were a little more horrible. And these are guys that are professional murderers. Anywho. So, the assassin that was sent out, sent after him was wearing a KKK... Uh, what are they called? The helmet? The, the hood? The hood. That's it. He took the guy's hood off <laughs> um, and cut his ear off and In flushed prison? it down the drain. Yeah. Where'd he get a stabby? A shank? A shank. You shank make you with a shiv, 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 shank. That's been my phrase for a decade. I'm going <laughs> to shank you with a shiv and shiv you with a shank. <laughs> so Joey was unpredictable, going so far as to save the life of a prison guard during a prison riot once. Honestly, he sounds like a pretty cool dude. He does, except for the whole cutting off an ear and murdering people thing. He sounds like a riot. Well. And the schizophrenia. <laughs> All those things make him very fun. Oh, my word. <laughs> I just kind of meant the whole... Like, it's the 50s, but I don't care. And the whole unmasking the KKK dude and the whole... And cutting his I'm ear off like ear Peter. Off yeah, I was just going to say How that. How biblical. <laughs> <laughs> but Jesus did not put this man's ear back on and went into the sewers. <laughs> just so we know. <laughs> Thanks for the fun fact. On the outside, though, things were changing. I bet he got in trouble when he went back and he was missing an ear, and that means everybody knows that he's part of it. Ooh, it didn't even mention him ever again in the story. I was well, he's dead, this. so. Well, he might be. He probably is. He probably was very swiftly. Joe Profacci, the guy who had basically ruined Joey Gallo's life, he died of cancer in 62, just a year after Joey was put in prison. Mm -hmm. And Joey's brother, Larry, succumbed to cancer in 1968. Joey spent 10 years in prison, a decade behind bars growing closer to this gang and, and learning the ways of prison. The word settled under the new boss, though. Another Joe, a guy by the name of Joe Columbo. See, Joey was... Columbo? Columbo. Isn't that a show? <laughs> it's a drug lord. Isn't it a show? It was a drug lord. Isn't it a show? I don't Google. know. I well, don't have an answer. Hold on. do, 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 do. Did you know George Jetson? <laughs> George Jetson is going to be born this gen. Just I don't you know, know what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> Did you know that George Jetson from the Jetsons, the dad, his birthday is this July. He's 2020. Born July 2022. He was supposed to be born July 2022. Yeah. Tell you what. 
I'm disappointed in the world we live in based off watching the Jetsons when I was a kid. And there's far less monsters than I thought there'd be and so many less quicksand pits. You know the only sad thing for me personally? You never got to experience a quicksand pit? No. There's no people movers. <laughs> people movers? Yeah. In the Jetsons, there was that little track that went all around the city. <laughs> and you just stepped onto it and sat down like a bus, but it was open. And it was it went all around the city. You remember? Yeah. Where's that? They're Where? called trolleys, and there's also the subway. No, but it's not cool. You don't get to sit like that. It's not cool. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, there was a show called Columbo. It came out in 1968. There was 10 seasons. I wonder if it was about Joe Columbo. It wasn't. I think he was like... Problem a, solved. Okay. I don't actually know. <laughs> I was just... I could be wrong. See, Joey had been released in 71, 10 years after he'd gotten into prison. He'd been weakened. So... He assumed command of his old crew as much as he could, but so much of his territory had been sacrificed to Columbo as he was the new big boss in the area. But Joey wanted it back. No matter how weak he had gotten, he was still Crazy Joe Gallo. <laughs> he wanted it all back, actually saying it had been taken from him, and he told Columbo that if he wanted peace, it would either cost giving him his territory back or $100,000. Columbo spat in his face by offering $1,000. I'd take it. So the Gallo crew hit the safe houses, safe for Joey. They were planning, they were plotting, they were getting ready to do something dangerous. But Joey, nah. He was public and completely fearless. He was out as his old self, hanging out with celebrities, going to bars, going to bars owned by other mob bosses in other people's territory, acting as though he was completely untouchable. Colombo had set up the Italian-American Civil Rights League. And publicly, at least... He was shaming any discussion of the mob. So his per, so his his public life made it look like he was anti-mob, whereas really he was running things. So one day the league had a unity day in June of 71. And as he was coming down from the stage, descending the stairs, a young black man by the name of Jerome Johnson pulled out a camera, just as so many others did. But then he pulled out a gun and plugged Columbo in the head three times with, with, with the gun. Three shots to the head. Amazingly, Columbo did not die that day. He went into a coma and had to be taken away. Johnson was immediately killed by the surrounding people that Columbo had with him. Because Joe Gallo had paired with the black gangs in prison, everyone assumed it was Joe Gallo that ordered the hit. Now, he obviously denied it, and it wasn't him. But because Columbo drew public scrutiny to the mob, he had obtained some enemies. So anyone could have done it, but Joe Gallo had just been released from prison and everyone knew that he wanted his territory back from Colombo, so they were trying to frame him. It's thought that Carlo Gambino actually framed Gallo for the murder, but that was never proven. After Colombo got taken down, guess what his uh, interim leader's name was? Joe. Joe. His name was Joey Yak, <laughs> the interim <laughs> head of the Colombo family. And he opened a hit on Joe Gallo. Any member from any family now had permission openly to kill Joey Gallo. But he never once shied down. He paraded around as though he thought he was invincible, stating that there wasn't a soul out there that had the guts to take him out. In fact, he went so far as to publicly fall in love and marry an actress by the name of Tina Essery. They never went out. Heard of her. Oh well, I don't. <laughs> Have you? No. Okay. <laughs> so one day, he and she and her daughter, uh, who was young at the time, they go out to dinner and they end up at a place called Umberto's Clam House. Who are you falling in love with an active mafia member? 
Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't think my wife could be in the mob. She couldn't. She couldn't. She's gotten very upset about. She broke a broom once because <laughs> she stepped on it and it upset her. I don't think she could be in the mom. You know what? She's too I sweet. Believe you. Yeah. <laughs> so while they're at the clam house, a guy from another family recognized Joey Gallo and calls Joey Yak. <clears throat> yeah. What a name, right? And when he called Joey, Joey gave him permission to get a team together, to pull together a crew and take out Joey Gallo. So Joe Gallo, seeing all this happening, everyone shows up around him while he's eating dinner, sees that they're coming towards him and his new family with his wife and his new stepdaughter. And he heads towards the door. He ended up taking the final shots outside and the Schooners got away. That was the end of Joey Gallo. Joey's funeral was massive, but in his time, he was a legend. He was every part of the mafia. He was the family. He was the guy next door. He was the charity, the stress, the strength. And he was the murderer. He was every aspect of it. His brother Albert was the last Gallo brother. And he assembled a crew and took out four innocent people thinking that they were yakking his goons. (laughs) Yeah, that's a sentence. (laughs) Later, Joey's old bodyguard actually came across a bar owner associated with Joey Yak. He followed him into the bathroom of his own bar and killed him. And he was arrested and put away for life. That was effectively the end of the Gallo crew. The wild, crazy glow of the life of Joey Gallo hasn't completely faded away, though, as some still speak of him today. In fact, Frank DiMatteo, who was a member of Gallo's crew all the way from day one, did an interview recently about what it was like to work with Joey. Though Al Capone was a huge figure in history, Joey Gallo was nothing to sneeze at. He followed beyond the Prohibition era and ran loops around the mob in his time. He was a legend in his own right, bright, brazen, and fearless to the end. At least, that's the way I heard it. Wow, that was a wild ride. Wow, that was a wild ride. I was I was <laughs> just shocked by the amount of Joes in the story. There's so many. There was. And I did it just because I, I saw a, I saw a, like a four minute video on Joe Gallo and thought this looks interesting, so I looked him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I watched like a twenty minute thing and then went and read a couple of articles about him it was really neat 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 thanks guys for tuning in we appreciate you listening we know you appreciate us tuning uh <laughs> let's try it again thanks for listening we know you had a great time because we did we appreciate you we pray for you and we hope that you'll share this with everybody otherwise you don't love us and you hate us and we all know Anyways, Joe's never been dramatic in his life. Not once. I'm never dramatic. Especially not just now. Not at all. Ever. Never. If you think he's dramatic, you're wrong. I thought I was wrong once. Turned out I was mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have a great week. I've been Sarah. I've been Joe. And this has been Brain Dead. Bye. Bye.